illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down at eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right hash from the zone 25, goes back to throw, and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here will tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half from the right hash. Simon's in the handoff, can't cut to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, 10, into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Nick. he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgate. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heiner Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host and the big bald guy behind the grill, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me live from Walt Disney World after traveling into space to eat at Space 220 in Epcot, the proprietor of Twin Pines Vineyards and Airbnb, the director of thermodynamic lipid immersion, my co-host of the brother of the Beach. Beach, how is the hotel you're at? Um, you know, I'm I'm at Disney's Animal Kingdom here. Um, I'm sure there's some zebras and some giraffes and stuff outside, just probably not more than 50 feet from me. But I'm in the hotel lobby trying not to upset anybody as we're <laughs> recording this. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's it's a beautiful lobby, though. I'm, I'm sure the light fixtures in here probably cost more than my house. But... Uh, but uh, so far, there's a random strange about uh, 20 feet from me, um, and so he's not looking at me weird yet. So hopefully, I'm not annoying him. I, but wait till the teletype starts printing. I know. You know, I feel when you're in that lobby, when you're in that resort, it it really does feel like you're not in Florida. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's one of the uh, this and Wilderness Lodge, I think, are the two prettiest ones here. Uh, designed um, designed by the same architect. Are they? So they designed that, plus they designed the Grand Californian at Disneyland. Correct, correct. I think yeah, it's dude. Peter Dominic, I think was his name. He's got a beautiful eye, because like I said, the, the, the openness of the lobby is just amazing. Well, and I think he died um, not long. I think it's Peter Dominic. Let me double check. Um, let's see. Peter Dominic. Yeah, he passed away at only 67. And he did, uh, yeah, yeah he passed this? passed away in 2009, so wow. it wasn't long after the uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge opened. Huh. Yeah. Died oh, from. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what did he die from? Heart attack. He was cross-country skiing. Hmm. 
So there you go, what boys and girls. Don't go outside and exercise. <laughs> That's you know, it's you only hear people dying when they're exercising. You never see somebody dying when he's sitting there watching the Flintstones on TV eating some Doritos. <laughs> you know, I've never heard that report. What were you gonna say? No. Um, how, what other hotels did he design? Does it say? Oh, I closed that down. Let me see. I know he designed those. Um. Did he just do the three for Disney? I he just did those three. Um, let's see, design hotels, resorts, houses, and apartment buildings, offices, and even a unique museum, the Great Platte River Road Archway. So that's the big archway that goes across Interstate 80 in Nebraska. I'm not familiar with it. uh, If you look at it, it's really cool. It like literally goes over the interstate. Okay. So he did that one. Um, I'm trying to see if it's got a list of stuff. But it's a hotel that goes across. The no, it's 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 a museum. Oh, okay. Nah, I can't find a list. Hmm. Well, can't he, find a list. he did he did darn good work. I'll tell you. Oh that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, the so. if you've been to the Grand Californian, you know what that one feels like. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the craftsman style architecture is amazing. The inspiration yeah. they took from from like I was like five or six different uh, famous houses mm-hmm. uh, and designs that he took and inspired him to build that one. And then you've got uh, Wilderness Lodge, which was heavy, heavily inspired off of Yellowstone. Uh, I think it was Yellowstone Park, wasn't it? Yellowstone. Yep, Lodge. The Yellowstone Lodge. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, this one here, I don't know where he took his inspiration because it, it, the African theme in here is just tremendous. Well, and the cool thing about it is when you walk in, but so it doesn't look really high, but it drops down below. Yeah. As you walk exactly. out the back, yeah. So it, so yeah. when you're walking up to the resort, it doesn't look like this big imposing thing, but it kind of the elevation drops behind the resort. Yeah. So, Cause you walk it, if you walk in on the first floor, you actually go down about a floor and about, a uh, about two floors, I think really to yeah. get to the level where you're on the, where you're looking at the animals. Yeah. And then you're still down below that. Yeah. Cause that, that so, resort has that whole kind of plane out behind it with, with their own animals out there. Like, it's a, like a Savannah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. So anyways, cool. Yeah. So you're enjoying that resort. Yeah. Very, very nice. And, and space 220 was awesome tonight. Uh, for those that don't know, it's a it's a restaurant at uh, Epcot that uh, takes you 220 miles into into space to to dine among the uh, astronauts, and uh, we were lucky enough to get the reservations for that one because they just happened to pop up when we were looking. Cool. And uh, yeah, and other than that, we had Everglades Donuts this morning. Uh, oh, what did we do for? Um, I can't remember what we did for lunch. We ate everywhere. Yeah. So oh, we ate at the. Uh, the spinning restaurant at the land pavilion. Oh, I always want to call it the good turn. Cause that's what it was called when it opened, but now it's, it's not the garden grill. Is it? Yeah. It's the garden grill. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah. So it's, it's an all you can eat family style, which was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So it's been a gluttonous weekend so far for me. And we nice. still got a couple more days to go. I hear you're getting snow and ice there here soon. Uh, supposedly possibly Monday night. Hmm. We'll be getting some snow, but we'll see. Okay. So anyways, well, the purpose of illegal participation is for us to talk beaver sports, tailgate, and anything else we find interesting and stupid every week. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, most other podcatchers, HeinrichTailgater at gmail.com, at HeinrichTailgater on Twitter, and HeinrichTailgater on Facebook if you're interested in getting in contact with us. All right, Did B- we get any, e- any emails this week or from our last podcast? No emails. I know that last podcast, it just kind of surprised people. Probably like this one will. Hmm. 
all of a sudden, because the last one came out and people were like texting me like, what? A podcast? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Said I want to try to do two a month. So we got and two so out in January, like, barely. Just, yeah, and you're like, Beach, you're going to do one down there in Florida. Okay, Billy, whatever <laughs> yeah. you say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's midnight there, so. Yeah, and you know, yeah, freaking had to pay an extra fee to freaking Alaska to carry the goddamn teletype. <laughs> All right, Beach. Well, let's talk a little bit of Beaver Sports. And it doesn't news. have handles on it. I know you had to, no wheels. You had to carry that some bitch. I know. Well, let's so. talk a little bit of Beaver Wrestling. Ooh, wrestling. What's going on in wrestling, Billy? Well, Beach, JJ Dixon won a thrilling twelve to three major decision at heavyweight to highlight the Oregon State wrestling team's twenty to ten victory over Wyoming Saturday at Gill. Dixon won his eighth bout of the season thanks to the major decision, which was his first of the year. Overall, the Beavs won seven bouts on the night, including the first five straight. Oregon State has now won back-to-back matches versus the Cowboys after defeating Wyoming 22-12 in Laramie last season. Next up, Oregon State hits the road next Sunday uh, and visits Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo. The match will get underway at 1 p.m. They're kind of kicking some butt. Yeah, yeah, it's good, so... The winter sports are kind of moving right along here. Yeah, what's uh, where does a heavy heavyweight fall, Billy? Is that like two fifty? Uh, let me see. NCAA wrestling max is out at two hundred eighty-five pounds. Okay, so okay. And... let me see here. I'll I'll go to the weight weight classes explained. So it looks like looks like it must be two eighty-five up. Okay big boys yeah okay so yeah so 285 mm-hmm. all right uh okay. let's talk a little bit of women's basketball beach always loving the women's basketball billy how please tell me we're doing better than we were last week well beach after losing in the fourth quarter to ucla on friday night Oregon State forced overtime after being behind for 30 minutes of Sunday's game at USC. But late looks at the basket refused to fall in a 60-56 to 56 loss. Damn it. Reagan Beers led the Bees with, 11, with her 11th double-double of the season, scoring 18 points with 16 rebounds. Ben Duyaney was in double figures yet again with 12 points. A.J. Marat made multiple key baskets and three of four from the line to finish with eight points. The Bees are now 11 and 14 overall, just three and 11 in the Pac-12, and they continue the road trip next week at Washington. That game is slated for 7 p.m. Tip with the broadcast on Pac-12 Washington. Mm. So, yeah, they're just you know they're in. I mean, they were in the game at Stanford, and Stanford's a phenomenal freaking team. So at yeah. Palo Alto in the game, they just haven't been able to close out games at the end. No, and what, it happened at UCLA on Wednesday, on Sunday, uh, Friday, and it happened at USC today. So we're just not falling on the right side. Nope, Titans. nope. They, they just no closing. Yeah, you just have to learn to close out the games. Just you know, get that last push at the end. Are we? Are we fairly? I think I asked you this the other day, but are we fairly young? To a certain extent, yeah. Well, they, okay. and, and they had a lot of players transfer out. Um, a lot of their, you know, they had like what three or four. Uh, girls that would be their, you know, juniors and seniors this year transfer out. So, and and, and any reason why? Uh, it's just the nature of the NCAA at this point. Are they being offered better deals from other schools? Who knows? 
I mean, is it the likeness and and? I mean that that one that one quarterback who they ended up rescinding the offer from at Florida. I mean, they offered him thirteen point nine million dollars, basically. Wow, direct what, from the school? No, it, through different things, but I mean, it was all these different packages. We'll give you this much here, and this much here, and this much a month, and it came out to like thirteen point nine million if you stayed all four years. Wow. Yeah. So. It's just ugly right now, and I don't like it. It's, I, you know, I think it's going to destroy the sport. I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk a little bit of men's basketball. All right, Billy. Uh, the Oregon State men's basketball team took down USC 61-58 to Saturday afternoon at Gill. Glenn Taylor Jr. scored 18 points, including 14 in the second half on his way to his second double-double of the season. Jordan Pope tallied 16 points and three assists as he finished in double figures for the 19th time this season. Now, Oregon State used a 10-1 run to take a 30-25 lead into the break. Then the Beavs picked up right where they left off to start the second period, scoring the first six points of the half to extend the advantage to double figures. But then the Trojans came back with the next seven points to get back within four. The teams traded punches for most of the second half, with USC retaking the lead with just over a minute remaining. Taylor brought the lead back to Oregon State, snagging a rebound and finishing to put OSU up 59-58 with 35 seconds left. Pope knocked down a pair of free throws down the stretch to help ice the game. The Beavs are now 10-16 overall, 4-11 in the Pac-12, and they hit the road this Thursday to take on Washington State. So we're improving a little bit. Getting better, yeah. Yeah. Do we there's, 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 there's another team. You can learn to close things out. Yeah. So, and, and do they need to be 50% in the Pac-12 to move on, or how far do they have to be up? Well, at this point, both schools will need pretty good runs in the tournaments, in my opinion, to really get anything going. If you're if talking postseason play. Yeah, that's what I was talking. Yeah, they they need to get they need to have a they need to play well down these last few weeks because I think we're what maybe a month away, less than a month away for the women. Mm-hmm. Maybe five weeks away for the men. Wow, yeah, that's not so, very far away nope, at all. Is it's it? coming along. I guess it's March Madness, isn't it? We're almost done. Almost March. Yep. Holy crap! Feels like the years keep going faster and faster. Yep. All right, Beach. You know what we got to talk about now? A little bit of softball. Really? Yeah. What's going on with softball? Well, Beach, after a shutout win in their season opener on Friday, the number 19 Oregon State Beavers dropped a pair of games to New Mexico and number 25 LSU, respectively. On uh, Sunday, they dropped an, or Saturday, they dropped an 8-0 first game to New Mexico, then dropped a 12-0 decision to host LSU in the second game. So did not play well. No, getting their butts kicked. Yep. The Beavs, what were they ranked? Uh, the Beavs were ranked 19. LSU was ranked 25th. Wow. So the, the Beavs are going to have to uh, replace some of their pitching from last year. So the Beavs will. Well, by the time this uh, is is uh, posted, the Beavs will have closed out play at the LSU Invitational Monday with games against Nickel State and LSU. Good old Nickel State. Yep. Right down there in in uh, Louisiana. So. so, how about baseball, Billy? Well, that's what we're going to talk about next, Beach. The Beavs <laughs> open their 2023 season on Friday at Surprise Arizona at 11 a.m. Pacific against New Mexico. They'll also play Minnesota. 
New Mexico again, and UC Santa Barbara next weekend. All down there at Surprise. All in Surprise. Now, you can listen live on the Beaver Radio Network. You can also use the Varsity Network app on your cell phone, uh, the Beaver app, and online at osubeavers.com. That's pretty awesome. Yep. And, Beach, we're only a week and a half away from the home opener. That series starts February 24th against Coppin State. Where's Coppin State at? Seriously? Well, I know you know I would ask that question. Well, Beach, Coppin State University is a public, historically black university in Baltimore, Maryland. It's part of the university system of Maryland and a member of the Thurgood Marshall College Fund. Now, Coppin State University was founded in 1900 at, was, at what was then called the Colored High School, later named Douglas High School on Pennsylvania Avenue by Baltimore City School Board. It first had a one-year training course for the preparation of African-American elementary school teachers. But by 1902, the training program was expanded to a two-year normal department within the high school. Seven years later, it was separated from the high school and given its own administration. Yeah, interesting. There you go. So it started out as the African-American normal school in Maryland. Okay. So there you go. Cool. Which is interesting. They had an African-American school in, in Maryland. I don't really consider Maryland a segregation state. Yeah, but, you know, even back in those days, even though they weren't a segregation state, they there still wasn't they a lot. Still of, did it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah still even did though that. it might not have been an outright Jim Crow state, they still had that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right. So there you go. So, yeah, so we're uh, Friday the 24th. Hopefully they get some good weather. It's going to be cold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's cold down here right now in Florida. Yeah. So, oh, is it? What's the temperature down there? Uh, we were, I think, probably in the 50s. Yeah. I think you, the high was only like 64 or something today. Well, I told you when we were down there last month, you know, about a, well, about a week ago, about a month ago now. Yeah, it was cold when we were down there. It was, it was chilly. It was in the 30s one morning. Yeah, it was. It wasn't that cold, but then we got a really bad wind today. Yeah, so well, was, and you get out there around some of those lakes, man, and it just cuts right through you. Yeah, we were up on. Uh, we went to the top of the world above the Bay Lake Tower today. Oh, nice. Uh, we, we we pretty much shut it down tonight. Cool. So, yeah, they made that big uh, extravagant that they did that whole villains layer on it, and um, wasn't. Uh, did you do that? Well, no, we didn't. We didn't. We just went up afterwards. Uh-huh. And all there is is a bunch of artwork on the walls. They really didn't do anything to it. We think all they did to do it was to uh, make reservations for the fireworks period. Yeah, pretty much. That, that's what it is. Because you can go up afterwards. And there's nobody there, just like it was before. So, but now so. with with the fireworks thing, do you, is it a a cost? Yeah, they charge like seventy some bucks, I think. Oof. You go up there for it, and all you get is like a drink and food. But there's there's no character meet and greets. There's no nothing else. But it just like it gets you up there to to be able to uh, watch the fireworks. A little cheesy. So, yeah, Tron was awesome, by the way. So that was nice, fun. nice, nice. So and it's a lot like uh, Shanghai's. Pretty much identical to Shanghai's. Yeah, I didn't see much difference at all. Uh, you know, and uh, other than you know, it only it took you know Disney five years to build the damn thing. Yeah. But <laughs> but uh, but no, it was it was good. So, um, hey, Bill, do you hear that? I do. Ooh. Ooh. 
Try to keep the noise on that thing down. You're gonna wake all the people in the hotel. I, I know. Well, hold on. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta tear it very, very quietly here. I got a few people in the lobby. Hold on. Couldn't even hear that, could you? No, that was like a silent but deadly one. It was. It was. Hey, Billy. Yes, Beach. This just in. Cold weather front comes scheduled to come into Eugene, Oregon later this week. According to local news reports, hell will be freezing over here in the next couple of days. <laughs> That's all I got. This has been your Heinrich, Heinrich Tailgater update from Eugene. Oh, all right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There you go. Sorry, it was, it was a rough trip. The, the, uh, the, the teletype took a couple in the couple yeah, shots and got dropped. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Well, I think I had to put an extension cord out here to plug it in, and I think it runs across the savannah, so I think maybe one of the giraffes or hyenas are eating it. So. <laughs> I don't think they have hyenas out there in that thing. It's probably one of those damn zebras. Those things are mean. They were. I saw one out there the other day. It was beating up all these little deer things around it. Yeah, was, they're mean. I thought, yeah, I thought we were going to see a takedown. I was kind of excited. I was like, you know, is this is this feeding time? You know? Nope, they're mean. <laughs> They'll, they'll, they'll pick on the other animals. Well, it was a few. It was a few months ago. Let me see if I can find it. So this this was a baby zebra. Actually, was getting pestered by a ostrich there. Oh yeah. So the little baby zebra here at here at Disney. Yeah, at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Oh okay. So okay. this ostrich was pestering a baby zebra, and it ran started running away, and it ran full speed into a fence. Killed itself. Yeah, they end up it fatally, fatally injured itself. Were were the were the zebras racing after it? No, the ostrich was uh, pestering oh, the, a baby zebra, oh, and the and zebra. The ze- oh yeah. wow, that's tough. Yeah, because I know ostriches are fast runners. Yeah, those things can be kind of aggressive too. Yeah, aren't they the fastest bird? Aren't I think like so. Fastest? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, an ostrich can run about 31 miles an hour for miles and miles. Wow, no. a, lot of, a lot of stamina in those ostriches. Yep. Huh? They've, they've been clocked up to 43 miles an hour. <laughs> cool. It's a damn fast animal. <laughs> it's fast as hell. <laughs> Especially something that's taller than you, you know? Well, probably, probably got to outrun a freaking, what is it, a cheetah? Yeah. And what if cheetah's like 60s? So yeah. runs like hell. Yeah. <laughs> and the cheetah can only run so uh, that fast for a, a brief period, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They've only I got bet. like so a... So that's what it is. Like, they basically got a can. sprint in them, yeah. Yeah, so they're just like, as long as I can keep my ass running, I can outrun Yeah. He's got to keep moving. Because <laughs> I know you don't have the... It's a For him, it's a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> exactly, exactly. As long awesome. as I can out-marathon you, I know you won't catch up. All right, Beach. Well, okay. it's now time for the Tommy Tuberville. What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do. <laughs> jackass of the Week Award. Every week we like to discuss a person in athletics who exemplifies the truly worst sportsmanship, leadership, or just being a fan. And this, Beach, we're giving into an entire program. Who's this? Uh, and it's actually not football. This time it is men's basketball. Really? Yes, Beach. So, New Mexico State has canceled the remainder of its men's basketball season after reviewing a police report that cited three players for false imprisonment, 
harassment, and counts of criminal sexual contact against a teammate. What the hell did they do? Dan Arvizu, the chancellor of New Mexico State University System, made the announcement Sunday afternoon. He said, quote, This action is clearly needed, especially after receiving additional facts and reviewing investigation reports related to the hazing allegations involving student-athletes on the team. Hazing has no place on our campus, and those found responsible will be held accountable for their actions, end quote. Now, the campus police report, which was obtained by the Associated Press, redacted the names of the players involved. The report detailed the victim telling investigators that on February 6th, three members of the team held the victim down and, quote, removed his clothing, exposing his buttocks, and began to slap his buttocks. He also went on to say that they also touched his scrotum. The victim told police he had no choice but to let this happen because, quote, it's a three-on-one type of situation. Now, the victim said other incidents had been occurring since last July or August, and that inappropriate physical and sexual touching by his teammates had been occurring in the locker room and on road trips. Now, the report said that on Friday, the victim went to campus police to report a possible assault, but did not want to press criminal charges for the time being. The suspension of the program came nearly three months after New Mexico State University forward Mike Peak shot and killed a University of New Mexico student in what police called self-defense. Both the school and the Albuquerque District Attorney have launched separate investigations after coaches and staffers were found to be in possession of multiple pieces of potential evidence in the shooting, including the gun after the incident. Are you serious? Yep. The coach instructed his team to leave town after the shooting and return to campus, even though local police had asked to speak with three New Mexico State University players who were with Peak, who was wounded. So that just did, sounds like a messed up program, does it not? Did they fire did the did they fire the coach? They haven't done anything else yet. But does wow. that not sound like a messed up program? That sounds like some really screwed up crap right there. Yeah. Now, see, it's funny because when it comes to hazing, like to me, a certain amount of hazing, I think, isn't inappropriate. And yeah. by that, I mean like, you know, making the rookies carry your luggage or, you know what I mean? Or yeah. it just things like that. When you're kind of having the new guys come in and you kind of, you want set set a tone that they're the new guys and they're going to be learning from the old guys. Well, and that you kind of it's kind of a way that they're going to be accepted into the group. Now, <laughs> pinning a guy down, pulling his pants down, and slapping his ass, and like, grabbing his sack. Yeah, like what the hell's that? Right. That that's that's exactly. That, and they said that, that there's been other kind of sexual touching and stuff too. I know that's the the question is what what. What the hell is going on? What the hell is going on, right? Mm-hmm. And then that there had been a shooting involved with one of the players. What the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what kind of team are you running? And that's why when I say sometimes when people are like, oh, hazing can't happen. And I'm like, you know, it, to me it depends on what it is, right? Yeah. Like I said, I, I don't mind a little bit of. A little, well, I was going to say a little bit of a rite of passage. Exactly, exactly. But there's a definite but, line of what, yeah. what you do. You no, know? no, no uh, yeah. <laughs> Between uh, sexual assault. Yeah. Uh, you know. Assault. Physical harm. Yeah, exactly. You know, 
anal penetration. <laughs> you know, these things these things can't be accepted. Scrotal rubbing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't think that's, don't think that's appropriate. <laughs> Anyways, anything that's above but b- below the belly button or above the kneecaps, you, you just don't go there. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So uh, New Mexico State University men's basketball team, for being such a bunch of freaking weirdos, you get this week's. <laughs> Jackass of the week. So anyways, there you go. Dude, the fact that he got them all out of town before they could be interviewed, that's freaking weird. Yeah, like what are you doing? What's going on? And that's what I said. It goes all the way through the, the coaches too. Because that's 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 hiding something there, obviously. It would make you yeah. think. Yep. So. All right, Beach. Well, it is our musical interlude of the week. Do you have something prepared while you're uh, I, out of state? Well, um, uh, I did, but I lost it on Pirates of the Caribbean. It's <laughs> on the water. Kind of like Dad's hat. It's like Dad's hat, yeah. Where goes well, my paper? So... <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I tried to I tried to grab it, but the cast members pulled me out of the water. It wasn't pretty. So uh, anyway, uh, so I just have a little bit to to give you here. Uh, nothing nothing great, but there actually wasn't really anything exciting about this particular song. It was released in 1988. Um, it actually was not written by the artist that sang it. It was more or less a uh, an already written song that was given to them by uh, their their record label. I think it was Epic Records at the time. Gave it yep. to them, mm-hmm. and uh, None of the band, I think, was all that excited about it, but it ultimately became a fairly good size hit for it. And it was in the late 80s when all the power ballads were kind of the big thing going around for all the bands. Uh, So this kind of was their kind of romantic power ballad. Uh, So uh, the band, well, and again, to stay with our theme of fire, uh, the band is Cheap Trick and the song is called The Flame. So again, uh, not one of their better songs. I and actually, I've, I like Cheap Trick. They're they're not bad. I think they're a little bit uh, a little bit underrated. I don't think you hear them enough. I agree. So, um, but uh, but here you go, uh, Billy. Flip on the record and uh, let's listen to a little bit of the Flame. Slowly closes in And I feel so lonely Touching heat, freezing out my skin I pretend you still hold me I'm going crazy, I'm losing sleep I'm empty,
That's a great song, Beach. I, I do love me some Cheap Trick. I completely agree. They are underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a, a numerous Cheap Trick songs that I love. So the, I was... The, the one I love is where they're like... Uh, what, what's the one song where they got... Uh, got My Kiss uh, Records out? Yeah, that's exactly the line I love. Yes. So, uh, your mama's all right. Your daddy's all right. Isn't that isn't that, that one? Yeah, it's the song because, Surrender. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So it's great. And it talks about um It's referenced his, in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yep, and he talks okay. about yeah. in the in the song they talk about their parents and and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, no, it's great. I, um, like my my mom like my, my mom was Asian, but she's not one of those Asians yeah. <laughs> or something like that. And we'll Peach. let you catch. Uh, anyway. Um I was gonna say uh so I did a little because you said this was the song you're gonna pick, so I actually looked up a little bit just in case you were Thank, in thank case, you, case you lost your paper, what, th- well, what you I knew it was going to happen, right? Dude. I mean, luckily I didn't lose it on Tron, but yeah, yeah Pirates got me. Um, did you see the other day somebody dropped their phone on um, Luigi's at California Adventure? Oh, what happened? 
it started smoking. Oh, because the because the heat for the mag is it magnets that well, levitate those things or? Well, it's whatever. Or there's there's guide, there's guide by wires in there. Exactly, exactly. And the phone fell on that thing. It started smoking, so they had to shut the ride down. Wow. And you, you know, so did you see the video of us riding on Tron? Yeah, I did. That somebody yes. shot. Yeah, it was so funny because uh, my friend Becky, uh, she she texts me and she goes, "I think you're on the the Disney Food Blogs post," and I'm like, "What?" She's like, "Did you just write Tron?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Well, so when we were sitting there on the ride getting ready for the launch we hear this voice come out you know you're getting ready for it kind of does a little bit of a countdown and and all of a sudden it, it kind of stops and the person says you hear this voice say put your phone away yeah because you're not supposed to have your phone out yeah and and we're we you know you're stuck on that like motorcycle style seat so you can't really look around at all because you're you're facing forward and laying down and and uh and so I didn't think anything of it. And then we, we take off and go through the ride and then find out that the person apparently didn't put their phone all the way away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because they grabbed it back. But uh, it was a great video of us. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, I'm sorry. I interrupted you there on the, on the Luigi's and stuff. Oh, I was just going to say that uh, uh, they didn't write that song. And so Cheap Trick was offered two songs, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Epic said, okay, we've got two songs. One's going to be for you. And one's going to be for Chicago, but you get to decide which one you get first pick. Okay. So they took the flame. What did Chicago pick? The song Look Away. I don't know if I know that song. Oh, if you heard it, you'd know it. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it ended up being a hit too. Oh, really? Yeah. You, you know, the, the one that I've always loved from Chicago going on down the weeds here was a Stay the Night. You know that oh, one? Oh, that's a great song. Yeah, great song. Yeah. Yeah. Stay the night. I yeah. want to spend it. With... And they're driving around in the truck in the video. I remember watching that video all the time. So. But anyways. You... Okay. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, they apparently they had some good hits. You know, I watched that. Um, uh, what was that uh, movie with Whitney Houston? And oh, I the autobiography one. Yeah, and and that was actually really enlightening. And I mean, there was some really interesting parts especially in her early life yeah when she was in high school that you're kind of like really is this or I, I i actually had to double check it because i'm thinking is this part of her story or were they just trying to make them culturally appropriate right now and uh and it was mostly it looked like it was fairly accurate but what i didn't realize is how much of her i mean she she didn't write at all she just sang yeah and and so literally she was just given songs to listen to, to see if it was something that she would want to record and of course put her own, her own, uh, thing to it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting that you don't realize how many of these people, you know, not only these writers who just write music, but also, you know, they would present her with a tape of the song being sung by just studio artists. Yeah. And then, then, you know, and then she's supposed to listen to it, decide it was an interesting part of the music industry. You never really see much of, you know, I'm used to listen to rock bands who most of the time write their own music. Yeah. So, although uh, I don't think uh, Aerosmith wrote, uh, I uh, I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah, I don't think they wrote that. No, no, I don't think they did either. I think I think occasionally they'll get ones because I remember listening to one by Motley Crue. I think when they came back, when Vince Neil came back to the band, mm-hmm. and I think even they were given some some songs because I remember watching a like a kind of a little bit of a biography on them 
And they said how Vince Neil liked working with Nikki Six because he knew how Vince could sing. Yeah. You know what what his what his talents and what his limitations were. And so if Nikki was writing a song, it would work around Vince's abilities. And uh, then when they get these studio songs that they have to record, not necessarily the uh, the uh, not really in his wheelhouse. Exactly, exactly. But I remember the one that surprised me, and I'm I'm sure that one from Aerosmith was one because they recorded that in both Aerosmith version and in a country version at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I thought yeah. that was awfully weird. Yeah, because they were both on the charts at the same time. Were they? Yeah. Yeah, and I I mean, and what got me was you know for Steven Tyler, I think Aerosmith was better known at at when it was done. And Steven Tyler really pulled that song off well. And you know, now he's doing all that country music anyway. It's not like country's out of his uh out of his genre, you know? Yeah. Um so neither is the sixteen year old. Whoa. <laughs> see, it was written. Oh, it was written by Diane Warren. She writes a ton of stuff. Okay. Actually, okay. funny enough, as we're sitting here, that song Look Away uh-huh. from Chicago, that was written by Diane Warren. Really? Yeah, if you want to. So Diane Warren, she's a songwriter, dude. Didn't she sing, didn't she write a lot of stuff back in the 70s? She's been writing stuff forever. Is that the gal that What's-His-Face hired? Geffen? Uh, she might have been hired by Geffen. There, there, um, was a, there was some gal that Geffen was just in love with back in the 70s yeah. that he ended up hiring to, to write a ton of songs for for the acts that he was he was signing. Yeah, let's see if I can get a list of her. Let's see. If I can get, let's see. So she sings and and writes some things. Let's see. She's writing stuff for Darius Rucker. Okay, that'd um, be Hootie of Hootie and the Blowfish. Correct. So here's here's some here's some top ten uh, songs she wrote. Okay, Solitaire by Laura Branigan. It's a great song. Rhythm of the Night by DeBarge. Nothing's gonna okay. Nothing's gonna stop us now. By you still there? Yeah. Okay. Nothing's going to stop us now by Starship. Okay. Who, Who Will You Run To by Heart. I Get Weak by Belinda Carlisle. I Don't Want to Live Without Your Love, Chicago. Look away, Chicago. If I could turn back time, share. When I See You Smile, Bad English. Blame It on the Rain, Millie Vanilli. Just Like Jesse James, share. Love Will Lead You Back, Taylor Dane. How Can We Be Lovers, Michael Bolton. I'll Be Your Shelter, Taylor Dane. When I'm back on my feet again, Michael Bolton. Time, love, and tenderness, Michael Bolton. Um, I don't really know that song. If you ask me to, Celine Dion. Uh, don't turn around, Ace of Bass. Because you loved me, Celine Dion. Unbreak my heart, Tony Braxton. How do I live, Leanne Rhymes? And there's some of them I'm skipping in here. I don't want to miss a thing, Aerosmith. Have you ever, Brandy? Music of my heart, Gloria Estefan. I turn to you, Christina Aguilera. There you'll be, Faith Hill. It's like over two decades worth of music. The, right these here. are these are just hits. I mean, she's written yeah. a ton of stuff. So, did she ever sing any of it herself? She did, yeah. Um, but like I said, these are just yeah, just crazy. Um, yeah. So, oh, and you probably haven't seen it. We're gonna just shoot the poop here a little bit. Um, because today was the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and uh, KC won. But you haven't seen the new trailer that they released for Guardians of the Galaxy Three. No, I I saw part of it. Did you hear the I, song? I, 
No, what song? The song that's played in it is, um, I tell you, Marvel's really good at using music. Um, have you seen the last trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania where they use Goodbye Yellow Brick Road? Yes, yes, great song. Great, and you know how they kind of just play little pieces of it here and there? Mm-hmm. But it's the song. So in this one, similar kind of way, but they do um, uh, Rainbows Since You've Been Gone. Really? You know, since you've been gone, since you've been gone, I'm out of my head, can't take it. Yeah. Could I be wrong? But since you've been gone, you cast the spell, so break it. I always thought Rainbow was a funny name for a band. But yeah. they, they had a few hits. They were pretty oh, yeah. good. It was great. But anyways, so it's it's a great uh, it was a great great trailer for it. So if you have a chance to see the trailer, it's excellent. Okay, I'll take a look after we're uh, done recording. I heard that uh, the after scene, uh, the credit scenes for um, Quantum Mania, are incredibly important. I would imagine for, so for the next generation of Marvel movies coming out. For the whole because, thing, yes. Yeah, because we're now on to Phase Four or something phase like that. Phase Five. Okay. Phase five. So phase, this is the start of a new storyline. The, the thing with phase four is it just put a bunch of new pieces on the plane surface, mm-hmm. but there was no culminating event. There was no Avengers film to kind of tie it all together. Yeah. No, no grandiose or epic. Uh, yeah. No, yep. no connection of all of them to, to create one grandiose end. Yeah, exactly. So now there are all those pieces out there. Now we're starting the next, the next phase. So it'll be interesting right. to see. I hope so. I've been disappointed for, for with a lot. They haven't been terrible, but they haven't uh, been engaging enough to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like it was like, yeah, it, it was it was OK. You know, the, I I had a hard time um, uh, connecting to the characters or to the storyline. I mean, I, like I said, it's great waste of two hours or two and a half hours, but just not 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 to the level of what the, the whole endgame series did. Yeah, I agree. So, um, I agree. Well, we got uh, Ant-Man coming out next week. So, Yep, and then, then we got Indiana Jones not too far behind it. That uh, Indiana cool. Jones isn't out until... Uh, I thought it was March. No, June or July. Are you sure? Yeah, positive. How much you want to bet? Okay, I thought it was March. Indiana so. Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Release date. It's the summer blockbuster. Is... Huh? June 30th, 2023. Okay. okay, so it'll be the summer blockbuster. Yep. There's a lot of movies coming out this summer. Yeah, I hope it. Well, you know, we're going to be finally through this COVID BS, and we're actually going to be having movies that were made after COVID. Yeah. That, and so hopefully they're a lot better quality than the stuff that we've been getting. Because, I mean, I've even had a couple of movies where they actually filmed them with the masks on. Really? Yeah, and it's part of the storyline. I'm trying to think of what it was, but there's a couple where they're like, hey, look, they're they're actually in their masks. So. <laughs> it's so pathetic. It's just sad. <laughs> it's just pathetic. Um, anyways, uh, well, to wrap up our news for tailgating and stuff, um, we are going to be sitting on the new new side. Yeah, for the, the obscenely overpriced side that it is. Yeah, so we'll be moving back to kind of where we were before. Not exactly. We're moving over a little bit, but it should still be pretty good seats. Mm-hmm. The prices on those things are crazy. You know, I still wonder if they're going to have to do something. You know, the problem is once you price them out well, and you get people to buy them, and then if you realize you're not selling them out, then how do you get rid of the seats without pissing off the people that paid the higher price? True. This is so true. That, that's, that's one of my questions is if they did pick too high of a price point, which I think they did. 
I don't think there's enough people out there willing to spend that kind of money for six games. Yeah, well, and there are cheaper seats if you sit in the other side mm-hmm. up in the thing. There's there's a lot cheaper seats, um, but yeah, where we'll be sitting, but we kind of wanted to do it for at least a year. Yeah, yeah, I'll see how it works out. Yeah, so... But anyways, so yeah, so it looks like we hopefully should be getting our same tailgate area back. Okay. Um, I know we'll have to go in and pick our seats, I think, sometime in April. So I'm hoping when we do it, we will get a uh, tour of the stadium. Well, that'd be kind of cool. And maybe able to even see where our seats are. Sit in them and sample them out. Or at least see where they're at, you know. Mm-hmm. Walk over like, this is where you guys will be. Cool. Um, I drove around the stadium the other day. It's mm-hmm. look, it's looking pretty sweet. Oh act, yeah. You sent some, you sent some photos. I yeah. Think. Yeah. And it's like, it actually looks like a stadium now. Yeah. You know? So it's just, it's, it's looking pretty nice for any of you that don't live it, near it, Corvallis. It's looking good. It, what I, what I find so crazy to think about is when we first started going to the games back in 1991, the what we referred to as the old side was the new side. The the new side was the old side. Now the new <laughs> side's the old side, and the old side's the new side again. Exactly. You because know? remember, I I started going down to Beaver Games in '89. Mm-hmm. Um, driving down because I had a license, and we I we get tickets. Um, and a, uh, me and a couple of friends would drive down on Saturdays, and I just remember getting down and um that was before they even had like the whole press box with the, with yeah, the skybox yeah. seats. I uh-huh, mean, uh-huh. Yeah. Cause those weren't finished until I was like 90 or 91. Wasn't uh, it? it was 91 or 92. Yeah. Cause they were being built when I was there as a freshman in 91. So. Yeah. 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 It's kind of crazy. Said that, that, that became the new side. Yeah. Then it became the old side. Now it's back to being the new side. Exactly. So, but it's, yeah. it's looking really nice from both sides. Just outside, you're like, God dang, it looks like a stadium. I know somebody was complaining that it wasn't um, symmetrical. And I'm like, most stadiums aren't, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of stadiums aren't. There's like a, 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 a bigger side and then a little bit smaller side. I think it's going to look good. Yeah, no, I, it's, I think I, I, I do tend to like more symmetry myself. Just it's a little bit of my obsessive compulsive nature. But I think the way this thing's turning out, I think it looks pretty good. You know, it it uh, it looks like the seats are going to be pretty decent. I'm going to be interested to see how, because I was trying to get a gauge on how high the lower side goes and how low the upper side goes. Does that oh, yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it, it looks like it actually the the like the the second portion sits lower than on the other side. Yeah. But maybe I, again, it's hard to tell from just. It is a little bit, yeah. Well, no, the the side closest to Gill will be taller. Okay. Because those wings are taller, I believe. Okay, yeah, because that's what it would look like to me is those wings were taller, and it moves up, and it almost looks like the the new side is going to be a little bit shorter. But you also got to remember that was built in two thousand five. You know, it was eighteen years ago. <laughs> Wow, and it's been that long since we've been since it opened. That. Yeah, they started wow. building it in two thousand four, and it was finished in two thousand five. So you got to remember, back then they were looking at increasing capacity. Any more, that's not really what they're looking for. What they're looking to do is get 
price things high enough that they get the maximum number of people in that are willing to pay that price Mm -hmm. because every game is televised. You know what I mean? So they're not worried about getting every person in there. There can, you know, back in the, you know, seventies, eighties, you know, hundred thousand seat stadiums at some of these places, but anymore, that's not what they're looking for. They're looking for uh, a smaller capacity, higher price points, Mm -hmm. you know, because they know there's a certain amount of people that'll just stay home. Yeah, yeah. So, well, and again, some of their policies have been pushed for that is they the, the more security measures and crap to go on. Did you see that people will not be allowed to leave the stadium and re-enter? I heard this. Yes, that's going to change a lot. Yeah, I know that's probably a, upset some people. Well, and and I and to me, all they're doing is to increase their own beer sales uh, to a certain extent, but they're also trying to do, put a little bit more of a lid on things. People going out you know, shotgunning some stuff at halftime and coming back in. Yeah. So no, no, no other stadium can you, there's only two stadiums that allowed re-entry and it was Stanford and Oregon state. And does Stanford still allow it? Yeah. But I mean, Stanford's usually half empty anyway. True. So they're doing whatever they can to get people in there, but they're they're just too busy. Now now at Oregon, yeah, at Oregon, you can't leave, but I think you can go over to the Mashofsky center. Because that's it's all open. Like the, because it's kind of like the campus. Yeah, it's it's all, it's, it's, all, it's all enclosed. In exactly, the exactly. So yeah. you can you're technically inside the stadium, even though you're in the Mashovsky Center. But you yeah. can go, you can over there and, and drink more. So. But anyways, when we uh, learn more about where our seats are, we'll let people know. Yeah, I I didn't realize that not that many stadiums had. And like I said, I always viewed it as Oregon State did it because of the no drinking policy. Our no alcohol policy kind of pushed it so that they let the people go out. Yeah, and then then uh, didn't realize that uh, that they decided to change it this year. I heard, like I said, I heard the rumor, but I wasn't. I didn't. Well, didn't know if it's true or not. And I'm interested to see what the concessions are. I, I'm hoping they have better concessions than they've had in the past because I I feel like our concession bars have always sucked on the new side or the old side. Yeah. And especially compared, I mean, the other. I remember. You know, it was like, okay. do you remember in, in the movie Clerks where Randall goes from his crappy video store and he goes over to the really fancy video store? And it's like, you know, he's like, going, oh, my God, this place is amazing. That was like the first time I went over to the, the, the old news site, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, well, this place has pool tables and foosball tables and, and all sorts of food choices. And mm-hmm. We're stuck with freaking place with crappy cheese sauce. And the only good thing was that we had a Qdoba that was working out from underneath the tent. Yeah, it's... Uh... Interesting. I've got something I'll, I'll tell you off the air. Okay. Okay. When we stop recording. But yeah. Okay. Well, are we about ready to wrap this up then? then yeah, I think it is. I want to thank everyone for listening to show number 193 of Relinquent Participation. If you'd like to comment, send a suggestion, or ask a question, HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com, at HeinrichTailgator on Twitter, HeinrichTailgator on Facebook. Remember, listen, subscribe, leave ladies and review wherever. Beach. Billy. Thanks for joining me so late at night. I try, I try. What are we, probably like 1 o'clock my time now? Uh, yeah, it's right right exactly because it's 10 o'clock here on the nose. So you go get some sleep because you got some more theme parking to do more. Do, I do. So, anyways, okay. until next time, here's a great big Go Beans.
trying to get you up on my phone here and take you off speaker so I don't wake everybody and their dog up in the hotel. Do you need to call me? Can you hear me now? I can hear you. I can hear you. Can you hear me? You're coming in clear. Good. Okay. I got you off speaker. Okay. And we're recording too. So, hey, bonus. Okay, well, this this one's going to be kind of a shit show, so we'll see how it turns out. Why? Well, because I'm not ready. I had to bring the freaking teletype in here. You know, it's sitting next to me, and God knows what it's going to print out. I don't know what it's going to say. Hell, that's kind of like me working with you here. I don't know what the hell you're going to say. I know. I got a freaking extension cord that goes halfway across <laughs> the goddamn hotel. <laughs> All righty. You just ready to do this? Yeah. So anyway, Beej, uh about uh concessions at the new at the new stadium. Uh-huh. Got some interesting news to tell you. Uh-huh. And I'm gonna cut it off right here when we do the end things just to leave it up so people won't hear this part. I like beer. <laughs>